Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews. I am your host. It's your girl, Shanice, coming back at you with another podcast. We are on episode 126 today. And today's topic is Power Book 2 Ghost, Season 2, Episode 9, titled A Fair Fight. Y'all already know how we do on this platform. We about to get into it. We about to break it down and we about to dissect this shit right here. Before we get into it, happy Sunday, by the way. I have a few church announcements. Um, If you haven't caught up, I did a breakdown, a recap of Poetic Justice. So I did that last Friday for a bonus episode. Make sure you guys go check that out. Show your girl some love. And for this week, um, I don't really have too much planned. I'm going to drop four pods next week. It'll be... Thursday night, I have a nostalgia episode I was supposed to do last Thursday, but we're going to drop it next Thursday. It's going to be a nostalgia take back Thursday episode. Come back and enjoy. Friday night, I'll be back on for our final snowfall on Friday segment. So this will be season finale, season four. We'll be all caught up. We're going to break it down. We're going to talk about that trailer and we're going to talk about character buildup. So when you come back Friday, be ready to kick it. Um, two pods drop Sunday because they're dropping the season finale of Power Book Two Ghosts, and they're dropping Tommy Book Force the same night, just like they did when they did the season finale of BMF and Power came on the next, the right next. It's gonna be just like that. So next week we dropping the season finale, which I know is about to be fire, and then they bringing us Tommy, and everybody been waiting on Tommy, so. Uh, I won't be back on until Thursday, so make sure, you know, catch up on the content that I have put out, and then I'll let your girl next week. I'll be on Friday, um, no, Thursday, Friday, and Sunday. If you need to email me, Alicia Shanice Reviews 13 at gmail.com. You can always find me on social media, Alicia Shanice Reviews for Instagram, Alicia Shanice for Facebook. You can always inbox DM or email me if you have any requests for anything you would like for me to recap. Um, hit me up either on either th- either way. It could be email, DM, whatever. Check it out, get back to you in a couple days, and get that recap out within like a week or so. Um, don't forget you can always follow me on my playlist exclusively on Spotify. All you got to do is type in Shanice Loves. It will take you to my playlist. And baby, when I say my music ears is alone, they long, okay? We got 60s. We got 70s. We got 80s. We got 90s. We got hip hop because I'm a hip hop head. We got reggae. We got gospel. We got blue. We, we got it. So come check out my music playlist. Hit the follow button on there and let's vibe with me. Other than that, that's pretty much it. Let's go ahead and get into the show and talk Power Book 2 Ghost, baby. Name is Shanice, and she's the one. Her name is Shanice, and she's the one. Okay, so before we break down the show and go scene for scene, I want to read the description because the description is very telling. It's very, very telling. Uh, It says, Tariq's fate lies in the hands of Tate. Monet's choices feel out of her control. 
She must rely on Mecca to help savage the peace of her family. Mecca plays his hand to put Monet right where he wants her. And we about to talk about it. Oh yeah, we about to talk about it. All right, y'all, let's break it down. So it opens with Tariq walking in class. You got Tate in there. He writing on the board. And he like, where where everybody at, Tate? So Tate turns around, and it's not Tate. It's Professor Jabari Reynolds. He teaching a class. He teaching a class of spirit ghosts that's in there with him. We got the big homie Kanan. We got punk-ass Ray Ray. We got baby girl Raina. We got Lakeisha. We got the homie Proctor. And then Carrie Ingram. And what do they all have in common? (sighs) Tariq's name on their blood. Tariq killed Jabari. But Jabari was doing too much. He definitely earned his death by Jabari. The big homie Kanan. I ain't gonna lie. I hated the way Kanan went out. Punk ass Ray Ray. Oh, he deserved to die. Baby girl Raina. We got Lakeisha, who was doing too much. She was doing too much in her last season, baby. When she got with Tommy, Lakeisha got the feeling herself. We got the homie Proctor. The homie Proctor. When he went out, right? When Tariq left that door unlocked and he, you know, took Lisa Marie out. Proctor went out like a G because Proctor was so scared of Tommy and you weren't expecting him to have that fight back like he did. You know, he went out with a straight gun battle. Tommy lighted his ass up, but Proctor went out like a G. It was good to see Proctor. And then we got Carrie. Here she come with a phone call. Hell, she even got a man calling her in her damn death. (laughs) You know, she got somebody on the phone already in spirit form, baby. And it's Ghost, James St. Patrick. And it would have been epic if they would have, you know, played his voice. And I'm wondering, um, are they saving that? I'm wondering, will we see James St. Patrick appear as a ghost in the season finale? I don't know. But I'm just wondering, is they saving that big reveal? Because the fans, for some reason, cannot let ghosts go. Hell, tonight, when I get done writing, because when I get off work, I'm going to go for a walk, get a little exercise in, come back, cook, and, uh, you know, get my write on. Uh, I might have to go back and watch a throwback of the original Power, the episode when Lobos got took in. Not when he died, but when he got took in because it went there in this episode. Um, I might have to go back to that, y'all. <clears throat> so um, it's James St. Patrick, but he doesn't pick in the phone and walks Lauren. Anywho, when the phone is vibrating, it actually wakes him up out of his original, out of his sleep. And, in, in, you know, and he wakes up and he's in bed. We got Effie next to him. So we see that they've been staying the night together. And it's McLean telling him Rashad Tate is Jenny's next witness. So we get into the next scene and we get a scene with the Tate brothers. Rashad is asking, why the hell, you know, Jenny didn't call him on as a witness. And Kamal, you know, he explains what happened in the court and how, you know, McLean tore her case up when he put Carrie on the stage. So, 
Kamal, you know, lets her know, like, well, I did let her know that you were close with, you know, James St. Patrick and you have a relationship with Tariq. But as they're talking, Kamal keeps getting a call and he like, who keep calling you? What you, what you got a little thing going on, little wifey? And they're dropping so many gems on with the brother because that's going to walk us right into, like I've been saying before, all of this stuff going on with Tate is walking us into influence. I'm telling y'all, if y'all think power is good, when you get into like the dirty politicians and shit, it's dirtier than a dope game. Influence is going to be good. And they're walking us right into it with all the prosecutors and everything going on with dirty pot. This is just a, a just the opening that door. So he lets them know, like, no, nah, it's just this um lady who's saying she was a witness and seeing two people at the murder scene when Reynolds was killed. And he was like, I don't know what I should do about this because you know she changed her story up. She sounded like she's some damn drunk. So, you know, Tate kind of puts it in his brother's mind, like, well, you know, don't say nothing right now, because Jenny, that'll make you look like, you know, you weren't doing your job. So we also see Tate made a comment like, look, it's your brains that got you this job. And also with a little, little strings pulled from me. So we see that influence. They keep showing us that Tate has influence. He even had influence to get his brother that job. So we get into the next scene, right? And we see Monet looking at her phone. She's looking at her phone and she's seeing an article up about Carrie committing suicide. And she also keeps calling Zeke. But he's ignoring her. Mecca walks in. She like, I need to talk to him. And he like, Monet, he just found out everything. Just give him time. Now, I found it so funny when she was like, <laughs> she said, Dante, you don't know him. And he don't know how to think things through on his own. <laughs> Hell, she even know her baby boy can't think shit through on his own. Child. So, while they talking, Mecca gets a call from Zeke to meet up. And he promises Monet that he will get Zeke to talk to her. So we go into the next scene and Tariq goes to class. And it's canceled, of course, because of Ingram. And they brushed over her little death. You heard a couple of sayings about Carrie, but it was like, didn't nobody even care Carrie committed suicide. And I was wrong. Remember my first prediction? I said, um, Professor Tate. I mean, Professor Ingram and Professor Councilman Tate, they're going to be fucking by episode four. Well, I was wrong. He didn't get to hit that, but, you know, it is what it is. So, um, when Tariq talks to Tate, he's in there. He's telling them, like, look, they caught me as a witness. I can be the best witness for you or I could be the worst witness for you. If you don't give me that picture before I take that stand, oh, I'm going to have something to testify about, all right? And I love on how... Lorenz Tate goes from councilman and then he just goes to O-Dog and then he goes back to councilman. <laughs> he just switched those vibes up. Lorenz Tate can act his ass off. Shots out to the whole entire cast, the whole Empower Universe, and shots out to Courtney Kemp and 50 Cent. Um, So we get into the next scene and Kane tells Mecca he has to roll out and you know Mecca like, nah, no, you don't. I need you here all day. Oh, now you're 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 my number, you're my number two. So you should be pleased with that, right? This is this is really what you wanted, right? And Kane, like, yeah, I hear you all that, but I got Mecca. Mecca chokes his ass up, threatens to chop off his fingers, gets his fingerprints so he knows where he at at all times. 
<laughs> I never seen Kane that damn shook. Kane was shook. Shook, 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 shook ones like my B. And he has him call his pops up, Daddy Lorenzo, tell him, oh, there won't be no re-up today. Remember, we got robbed, right? <laughs> he kind of just throws that in. Remember, you know, on account of us being robbed and all, no re-up. So Kane calls Poppy, <sighs> tells him no re-up. Poppy like, look, I need you to come home. Mecca giving him that look like, no, 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 you, you, you're not going nowhere. <laughs> when Lorenzo hangs up that phone, you can tell he'd been going through it the night before. The room is tore up. Hell, he even breaks the mirror. His knuckles is bloody like he didn't been punching some walls. You know, he didn't got out of prison. He thinking he coming home. He got the deal of a lifetime when he met with Mecca. He finally, you know, can take care of his wife. And now he finds out his whole world and just tore up at the damn dinner table. Thanks to baby girl, Diana. So we get into, well, the kids come rushing in, Drew. He ends up filling him in because, you know, he keeps going on like, look, I'm, I got to go meet up with little guap. Them GTD uh, dudes is ignoring me. So Drew fills him in and he like, Monet never stopped hustling with Tariq and here go Diana I told you Diana go sit your ass down <sighs> so Poppy tells him like look I thought you was smart prove it and get my fucking drugs back as you should Poppy get the weight back so we go into the next scene right and Tariq he meets up with Rashad in the bathroom <laughs> these two fools they meet in the bathroom with the stars and he gives him the picture of rick sweeney and the dad weston in blackface um and after rashad he hands him the picture after rashad gotta tell him like look little nigga if you don't stop fucking playing with me i will destroy your ass on the stand off the stand anywhere you stand motherfucker <sighs> I love these scenes with Lorenz Tate and Michael Rady Jr. They, they, I love like their whole little relationship they got going on there. And I, I just love it. I love it. So um, then after he gets the picture and go, you know, old dog for five minutes, he goes back to Councilman Tate and we go to the courtroom and he gets on the stand and he puts on an Oscar award performance child, throws his brother under the bus about the witness that's been calling his phone his brother looks pissed and that caused you know the lawyers to have to go into the chambers jenny you know when mclean as soon as lorenz put all that on the table mclean is hollering mistrial and he like oh she seems scared she go in straight karen mode talking about your honor please tell mr mclean to stop addressing me personally bitch go sit down somewhere she went straight karen mode I said what I said. McLean, like, we need a mistrial. The judge, he grants her 48 hours, not the week like she wanted. And, you know, this change, this turns her into savage. Now, she knows she got 48 hours. She ain't playing no games. They going back listening to other tapes. They going back pulling photos, footage up from uh, street corners. She is going straight she, she ready to get this case because they know it's close to a mistrial and wait till the judge finds out that she's sleeping with Proctor. Oh, it's definitely going to be a mistrial. So we get into the next scene. Mecca meets 
up at the bar with a 23-year-old Zeke. Zeke tells him to talk to his mom. I mean, no. Mecca tells Zeke, you know, you need to talk to your mom so you can at least get the real story of what happened. And, you know, I know you're worried about the draft, the age thing. I will help with that. I will get you a private coach. We will do what we have to do to get you into the NBA. You might have to leave school for a while, but it's all right. I can do it. So, you know, that was stand up. That was that was stand up of Mecca at that point. So we get into the next scene. And Diana and Drew, they kind of get into it. Drew tells her about herself and how she always in everybody business and talks too much. But after they kind of throw jabs at each other, they come together with the plan to get the drugs back so they can get the operation back rolling on their side. The family meets up, child. In the next scene, the facial expressions on this man. <laughs> we got Zeke, Monet, and Mecca. Zeke just sitting there looking like he's 12 years old, waiting for an explanation, looking like he just watched Lion King for the first damn time in his life. Child, the facial expressions, he just sitting there like, Monet pleads her case though she tells him like look I was 16 I fell in love with this fool my mama wasn't having it she sent me down south you know she tells him the backstory how Lena I'm thinking that's her big sister always wanted a boy and she was just proud to be his auntie he listens but all he got is one question did you have something to do with Carrie's death Cause I might be a little, little slow, but I know you, you's a killer. And she looks him dead in the eyes and lies her ass off. I wouldn't do that to you, baby. I was here all night. Make her kind of look like, you know, you lie, but he covers. He has her back. He has her back. Bonnie and Clyde. He like, yeah, she was, she was here all night. I can attest to that. Mm-hmm. Zeke hears both of them out, and he tells them, like, look, once I'm drafted, I'm out by myself. And you guys can just forget about me again. And he takes a dramatic exit. So we go to the next scene. Drew goes over to Everett's, and he ends up going into the bathroom, and he gets the code off of his ID so he can use that barcode. And we go into the next scene, and we get into this scene with Jenny. She plays the tape for Brayden at the Westons. And Brayden is like, I don't know that guy. I only met him that one time. Then we see Trace, 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 Trace. <laughs> Trace funny as hell. I know, I know he a tripping off, but he he's embodying that role because that's how those rich white kids act. Like he really just that's <laughs> he like. I thought it was funny when they was at uh, Jabari's uh, memorial thing that dinner whatever it was for Jabari and he was like why are we even fucking here we didn't even know this Jabari guy <laughs> so he said he's sitting at the table 
why Jenny asking Brandon all the questions and he like he's lying he knows who he is that's Tariq's partner or some shit he kidnapped us a couple months ago Brandon you remember <laughs> Brandon is like shut the fuck up Trace don't believe him he's just a cokehead it is so funny because this is how those rich upper echelon families act they have so much hidden dark secrets and they all be messed up in their head like this is it this is it right here it's so true to form so jenny like oh you don't know who this guy is brayden she pulls out the pictures and trace is like yep yep that's him that's him that's the officer (laughs) oh my god anyway so Brayden still try to play it cool, but you got Trace like, I'll testify. I'll be happy to. (sighs) Brayden leaves. He goes back to the dorm room. And when, you know, Tariq is explaining to him how court went, he basically figures out, you handed over that picture, didn't you? They have like another argument in the form of how Ghost and Tommy used to do that brotherly argument about who's selfish or whatever. Brayden storms out the room. So Diana shows up at Tariq's door with watery eyes and putting on an Oscar Award performance child. She tells him everything that has happened, how she exploded and blew Monet's spot up. And, you know, she be crying and so hysterical she needs some water. So Tariq leaves to get her some water and she turns into straight P.I. mode. She scans his phone to get the QR code. And when he comes back, she wiping them little whimpery eyes and shit. He looking at her like, look, um, I know I just took your virginity and all. And, you know, so I know you upset and all, but, you know, you got you got, you, you got to bounce. You know, I, I got to go to court. So, But she got what she came for. So she's like, okay, I feel better now that I talk to you. So we get to the next scene. Drew and Diana, the Double D crew, she got them damn heels on, running up them damn steps. Reminded me of how Rock, remember in Power Book 3, Raising Canaan, when Rock had to walk up all them steps with them damn heels on? Whoo, child, got my feet hurt. So, they walk up the steps, run up the steps, and, you know, plan is the plan. It worked. Uh... Drew got what he needed out of Everett. Diana got what she needed out of Tariq. And with them putting their heads together, they got the product back for Poppy. So, you know, they take it back. Poppy and Drew, they hit the streets, feeding the blocks, the corners, bringing in them rows. Poppy sitting back looking like a proud dad whose son has made it in the game. But he doesn't quite give Diana the reaction she was looking for. If you notice that. He just kind of looked at her. We go into this next scene. And we get to the press conference. And Zeke talks about leaving Stansfield. Going to Sacramento. And how he about to leave all this negative energy behind. And they like, are you talking about from your family? And he like, yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. But at the press conference, the reporters, they get the leak about his age. And I have a theory of who I believe leaked that. I'll say it in a minute. So we get into the next scene. 
and Tariq meets up with Lauren and he kind of gives her the cold shoulder at first they kind of talk about everything and she tells him the truth about the wire and you know how she really thought it was for Brayden but when she's telling him and he finds out that Kane is on the wire he tells her like look you need to run and she's like but but Jenny listen if you want to protect if you want to listen to a prosecutor bitch over me fine but you need to run Brayden won't do anything to you but Lorenzo Jr you about to be a dead mm-hmm. so she like okay she listens to him she takes off she goes to her parents home and we uh and remember I had always said I liked it Lauren a lot but I'm like, Lauren, messing with Tariq, you just need to stay with the other guy, whoever his, was named Malcolm. Go back with Malcolm, baby. Go back with Malcolm. So we go on to the basketball court on the next scene. And Mecca already has a plan in motion. He like, son, don't worry about it. We'll get you a PR team. He already got a plan in motion. Why do he have a plan in motion? Probably because he leaked that damn information because he wants everybody where he wants them, just like Monet said at the end. And not only that, we see Mecca trying to play cool, but Zeke like, it don't work like that, man. It works how I say it works. We, we, about, to, we about to see a lot out of Mecca that we just weren't expecting. And I'll get to that in a minute, too. So they get shot at. Some dudes come shooting at them. They some black dudes, so they not with Lobos or nothing. We don't know how the Mahoney crew look yet, but these were some black dudes. It was four of them. And they pull up, they busting. But when Monet jumps up from protective mode, because she was protecting Zeke, he's sitting there still looking like he 12. It'd be them facial expressions for me. But the actor, he is acting his ass off because I've watched his lives. He don't act like that. He don't make all those weird faces like that. Like, he's acting his ass off as the character Zeke. So, we get into the next scene. And, well, Monet kind of, she knows something is up. Like, Monet's saying all this stuff about doing all this, doing all that. Just, just wait. Monet it's smarter than what people thinking. She knowing something. Cause she like, you got somebody following after you? And he brushes it off. Like, you think that could be Lorenzo? Monet's starting to put more and more together. And I think it's gonna be a big reveal in the season finale. So we get into the next scene and we see Tariq and Effie. They sitting there in his room. They eating on them some noodles and talking. And he tells her about Lauren. And like, you know, he just feels bad because all she wanted was straight A's and a nice boyfriend. And, you know, now she about to be on the run like my mom. And he tells her about the wire. And Effie ain't trying to hear it. Effie like, look, fuck Malibu Barbie. He gets upset. He gets defensive. He tells her to chill. He's like, you don't know her like that. And what does he do? What What does he do? He turns her into Hurricane Effie. Hurricane Effie meets up with the original Hurricane Lorenzo Tejada Jr. She tells him about Lauren. And he like, I thought you was Tariq girl. She specifically tells him, I ain't no one's girl. So he's like, all right. So she fills him in, and they has your plan. So you got Kane and Effie. They got their own thing they done worked on. So we get into the next scene, and Kane meets up with Brayden. He tells him, you're going to have to do what you got to do. 
you're going to have to meet up with Lauren and you're going to have to turn her TV off. And if you don't, you're going to be the one six feet under. So we get into the next thing and we go to the upper echelon upscale restaurant with Tate in Weston. And he like <laughs> the Weston guy, he like, I heard what you did to your brother. You could have got him fired. And Tate is like, he'll be fine. He is smarter than a motherfucker. And it was a bigger part of this. Now, they keep mentioning how smart his brother is. They are walking us straight into influence. When we get to the influence show, we're going to see a whole nother side of Kamal. And I cannot wait. Um, But anyway, Tate pulls out his Trump card and shows him that 1994 photo of them dressed in blackface as Nicole uh, Brown and OJ Simpson. So we get into the next scene and we see Jenny shows up at the college. She's trying to kind of persuade Brayden to turn, at least if you're not going to turn on Tariq, turn on Kane. Because if, if Trace hit the stand, which he is happy to do, he can going to kill him. So we get into the next scene and this was a very sad scene to watch Tariq. Um, he goes with the lawyer and, you know, the lawyer shows him like, yes, is in with the nice family. The adoption is almost complete. And when he gets out and just sees her sitting at the dinner table, it was really emotional for him because this is the last family member he has that was in that penthouse. Ghost is dead. Raina is dead. Tasha is in Mexico um, in witness protection. And this is all he had left. And it, it, it hits him. It hits them. Um, it even plays that that music that they used to play in the original Power in the background, like a monologue. It was very beautiful. Um, we go into the next scene, and Monet, she goes to Dante, and she's like, look, we're going to have to kill Lorenzo. We're going to have to do it. This, this nigga took everything from me. And he like, I got a better plan. Let's hop on my jet. And we can be in another country by tomorrow, riding off in paradise in the sunset. You know, Mecca got a game plan 10 steps ahead of everybody. Be careful, Monet. Be careful. So, Effie and Brayden meets up. And, you know, he's kind of going on about how he needs a break for break from Tariq and you know how he might have to do something that he never wanted to do. And Effie just keeps it real with him. She like, look, you found the game. The game didn't find you. You made the choice to be in the game. Man up. Man up. And that was very well said. And I agree. So after that, we go into the next scene. Mecca ends up walking back into the penthouse. He got Kane in one home and Monet in the other. (laughs) He tells him, like, look, I got to go out of the country for a while. You take over my day-to-day operations. And Kane, like, Mecca, I got to go. He's like, no, the fuck you don't. You you number two, right? So when he walks to the back, he comes back out pistol loaded. Like, look, where is my bag? First of all, I I know you robbed me. I know you took my drugs. I let that shit slide. But where is my bag at? And he's like, you know what? He already had the bag traced. He had a tracker on there. So he tells him, like, look. You're cut off, but you ain't going nowhere until I get back. He takes off. Kane calls Monet. And now if that was Zeke calling Monet, like, I might not make it home tonight. Tell everybody I love him. 
child, she would have turned into the fucking black widow. She just sitting there all calm, like, well, why are you sitting in the house? Uh, <laughs> send me a picture of this Mecca dude. <laughs> so he sends the photo of Mecca to Monet. Tariq, he ends up going through the bag. He finds the passport, he finds the tracking device, and he finds the documents from the U.S. Attorney's Office, Eastern District of New York. Because by this time, Kane and text him and let him know, like, it's a tracking device on that bag. So, Tariq looking like, what the hell? So, he has Brayden, he call, Tariq calls Brayden, he has Brayden pick up Lauren to take her out of town. Uh, Brayden is already outside of her parents' home, but, you know, she he gets all that plan in motion. She comes outside. Basically, she gets in a car with Brayden, and they drive off. So, um, Tariq ends up getting a call from Davis, and Davis like, yeah, the information you needed about this Dante Spears, how in the hell did you run across this crazy motherfucker? This is the biggest informant. He is so protected. They sent him out of the country, and he is one dangerous motherfucker. Child. All I inform it. Now, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. When Tariq gets all this information, he goes back in the dorm room. Dante aka Mecca is already there waiting on him Tariq plays a cool he even tells him like look yeah I know about your uncle Tommy I know about your daddy ghost I even know what you did to the motherfucker and he like well why don't you rat on me that's what you do right you a professional rat you rat on arm dealers you took down cartels you then took down the freedom fighters and Mecca hems his little ass up Tariq tells him like look I keep quiet if you give me two mil in an offshore account. We get a little history lesson, a little reminder about Lobos, which I'm going to go back tonight, and I'm going to watch when Lobos got arrested. Um, But he basically tells him, like, yeah, when they sent us to Georgia to train soldiers and do all this, everybody had a price. And he, tell, he tells him, like, when you go to hell and you see your father, tell him I said good looking out because he killed Lobos before Lobos could come after me. So we see Dante is a very wanted man. And he has took down a lot of people. But I'm wondering, I'm wondering, I'm wondering, I'm wondering, is he really an informant? Like, was he a big drug dealer? In Because informant to me, it's a lot of ways you can look at informants. Like, was he in the game and sold everybody out for his own freedom? He did mention that. Or was he more like an asset? Because... It's a lot of CIA assets out there, and that's a whole different story. Uh, but it's a difference, like when you are just literally an asset and you do shit to take people down, or were you in the game yourself and just decided to inf- do an informant shit to bring everybody down? It's so many ways you can look at that. He was in the military. I'm wondering is he like a CIA asset because that's what they do allegedly allegedly check out my snowfall recaps <laughs> but I, I i don't know that that's different i'm sure more and more will come out next episode so that'll be interesting and it was you know really good to see how they uh that was great writing on how they connected the original power to dante that was that was amazing so 
we get into the next scene and Brayden drives Lauren off on the road. He pulls her over, tells her to get out, pulls a gun out on her. She pleading for her life, but he can't do it. He throws her a bag, tell her like, look, it's a bus station up a mile away. Leave, no credit cards, never come back. Don't even call your mom, your dad. And before she could leave, crying and thanking him, Hurricane Effie pulls up. Child made me want to go sing some E-40. Hurricane. <laughs> so we get to Effie pulls up. She pulls that pistol out. She tells her, like, take a walk. <laughs> we got baby girl Lauren, a.k.a. Tasha from Everybody Hates Chris. She just pleading her life. She's like, please, I don't, I won't, I won't. She pleading. Effie ain't trying to hear it. Effie, 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 she, she pistol slaps her down, puts her in the car. Brayden, like, damn, Effie. We get into, like, the last final scene. Mecca comes back. He finds Monet and Kane together. And he getting ready to go off until he see her. And she like, put that damn gun down, Dante. <laughs> I like the name Mecca, by the way, she tells him. And this is this is what you wanted the whole time. Get us in a position where we couldn't say no. And he asked her, like, it was probably you who helped your damn son to rob me. Monet lies her ass out. I ain't had nothing to do with that. That was Lorenzo. She don't keep throwing Lorenzo up for no reason. I'm telling y'all, this is gonna be some type of twist in the uh in the next episode, the season finale. <clears throat> it's gonna be some type of twist. She don't just keep throwing Lorenzo's name up there like that. And we see she ain't being truthful anyway. And Kane didn't even know that they knew each other, but all of a sudden when he find out five minutes later, you know, he asking uh Kane, like, you cool with this? You will just leave the country with us? And he's like, Yeah, yeah, I'll leave. It's a lot you don't know about my relationship with Lorenzo. And I noticed in this episode, the kids kept calling him Lorenzo as well uh, when they were talking. But um, it's going to be some type of twist to it. Monet, she got something up her sleeve. I'm sure of it. Um, but he like, cool, let's come up with a game plan. So Mecca think that they on board, which I bet they are not. So Effie, she comes back and you can tell Whatever she had to do, it is eating at her. She's not sitting well with her. She gets off her, takes off her clothes. She gets in the bed with Tariq. I'm enjoying the involvement of Effie's character. And I think we're going to see so much more of her in season three. Courtney Kemp keeps talking about her. And she's in love with Tariq. They got that beautiful music playing in the background. Something about the truth that don't feel right. And... It's going to be a lot of character involvement with Effie. I think it's going to go really deep, um, but I'm enjoying that. Make sure you guys check out Courtney Kemp's live every Tuesday on Instagram where she breaks down the characters and about the episode. So let's go ahead and play this trailer and we'll talk about our predictions for next week on the season finale. And I do hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Here's the trailer. You ready to do this or what? I'm in. Oh, it's fair and loving Why are you backing out now? I'm just saying we need to be careful. We do whatever it takes for love. You're not alone, okay? We do whatever it takes for power. It's him or me, Kane. After this, you ain't never gonna do the same. 
it looked like Monet and uh, Mecca's gonna be on a boat and he gonna be trying to bag out of something. It looked like Kane and uh, Tariq is gonna be talking. And he's going to be telling Kane, like, if you do this, this you ain't going to never be the same again. So I'm wondering if it's going to come to, like, where he's supposed to take out his father. He's not going to take him out, though. Uh, he's our, it's Season three already began production. And <clears throat> Lorenzo's still alive. Um, it also showed Tariq and Effie getting closer. I'm going to show Drew pulling out a pistol on somebody. I won't be surprised if he end up killing Everett. It'd be some type of twist. But it's the season finale, so you know it's going to be a big death. It's probably going to be some unexpected appearances, probably like from people who we haven't seen to return. Because I know 2-Bit is supposed to make an appearance. It's only one more episode left. Um, and it's supposed to be one more other person from the original power that's supposed to make an appearance. So I bet you the season finale is going to be fire with a lot of twists and turns. So. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I have fairly enjoyed this season. This was a really, really good season. We only got one episode to go. So you guys know my order um, for Power Universe. I love the original Power, and I fucking love Power Book 3, Raising Kane, and that's my favorite. <laughs> but it's something about that 80s, 90s era about me anyway. Um, but this season, this was a really, really good season. And season finale is next week, and y'all already know we're going to be here breaking it down. So... In true Joe Button form, shout out to the pod father. I fucks with Joe Button heavy. Um, let's play a sleeper. And we're going to play another same sleeper that's going to walk us into uh, Power Book Force. You know what I'm saying? It's only right. Shout out to 50 Cent. Shout out to the whole Power Universe. You know, brand. We support it over here. Here's my sleeper. 50 Cent, Jeremiah LeDurk power powder respect shout out the power book force that comes out next week respect hope you guys enjoyed this podcast as always thank you for your support 
Shout out to my podcast family. I love y'all with all my heart. Make sure you keep tuning in. I'll be back on Thursday. We got that Thursday nostalgia episode dropping Thursday night. Friday night, we will complete our snowfall on Friday segment. And we will be back Sunday with a double podcast. We will recap the season finale of Power Book 2. And we will break down Power Book Force. As always, thank you for your support. It's your girl Shanice. And I'm out. Hope you enjoyed the show with your girl Shanice. Thank you.